Hi, this is Samantha. And this is Anuel. And this is Murderous Intention. Alright guys, so being it's Saturday, September 11th, we are going to talk about the significance of this day and where everything led to. Mm -hmm. So most people, um, especially the younger ones, they are, they come into this where, oh, okay, so the war started because, you know, all the actions that took place on 9-11. Right. No, there's actually further detail to what exactly happened and what led up to that um, devastating time for us in the United States. Um, so I created a timeline that basically takes us from when everything started to happen to when everything happened on September 11th. Um, I'm not going to go into further like into really high detail of what happened after um, September 11th because it's just a lot of things that happened. Um, but I do want to explain to everybody what happened um, prior and how everything happened that morning. Um, yeah. Surprised me with some dates, so I um, can't wait. Yeah, so I want to ask a quick question. Um, where were you on September 11th? Um, I was in Puerto Rico in my mother's house. Um, we were watching a Spanish midday show. And we got the... It was actually it wasn't even 12 o'clock, it was earlier. Um, mm -hmm. We were sitting down for breakfast. Um, so the news broke out all over when the first plane hit. And my mother looked at me, and I looked at my mother, and I made, with the first plane crashing, I said, ooh, that's a terrorist attack. She's like, no, the driver was drunk, the driver was high, like, everything yeah. else but that. As everybody knows, or most people know, the second one hit, and I looked at my mother, with that, like, told you. And she's like, oh my God, it is a terrorist attack, without, until, you know, then, yeah. days later, we find out, actually, it was a terrorist attack. But, yeah, that's where I was. Where were you? So, I was actually getting into my class. Um, I was also in Puerto Rico. Um, and so what happened was, when I entered the class, my whole classroom went quiet. Um, and they looked at me, and I'm like, Oh what? So I'm checking myself, you know, like did I did I miss a button? Am I showing something I'm not supposed to be showing? Yeah. You know, is my lipstick on wrong? <laughs> like what what's going on? Like why am I being looked at? Yeah. Um and then one of my friends came to me crying and said, "I am so sorry. Please tell me you did not have any family in those towers." And I'm like, so I'm drawing a blank because I haven't been in New York. For quite some time at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what towers? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm only thinking about the Bronx. And um, yeah. she says, the, the two tall towers in New York. And I'm like, the two tall towers. So my brain is going into overdrive. I'm like, oh, the Twin Towers, the yeah. World Trade Center. Yeah. When I, I said that, and she's like, yeah. The first one just got hit, and then when the second one got hit, they're like, oh my god, Sam, the other one got hit. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there at my desk, like, um, kind of like with the face of, what am I supposed to do? Do I have family in that building that work there? Do I have family that work around there? Where's my family that's in New York at the moment? Right. You know, and it, it was just all those questions and all those, what's going on? Um yeah. And because I knew my aunt was a NYPD in the Bronx, right. my fear was, okay, she is one who will go there to protect others. Yeah. Is she going over there? Am I going to lose her? Am mm -hmm. I going to see mm -hmm. her? You know? Yeah. Um, so everybody who's wondering, yes, she, she did um, 
go in the aftermath, like when they were okay. doing the cleanup, um, she was still alive. Um, she did eventually pass away um, mm-hmm. due to a brain aneurysm, due to work-related stress. Oh, wow. um, but in that moment, she did, you know, she was successful. She was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't lose any any family, but to all the people who did lose family or loved ones, um, my heart does go out to you, even yes. after 20 years. I am so sorry about your loss and the way you had to have lost your family member. Um, So. Yes. I agree. Concur. I might cry during some of these points. Just letting you guys know. So if you hear me doing a little snuffle, um, please bear with me, okay? Um, So we're actually going to go all the way back to 1979. So there was this war called... Oh, there was a war called the Soviet versus Afghan War. So what happened was on December 24th, 1979 through February 15th, 1989, approximately nine years, this war took place in the Democratic Republic of Afghanistan. So an important note is the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan on December 24th, 1979. So that's a pretty awesome, you know, Christmas gift. Yeah. You know? So they did that, but under the pretext of upholding the Soviet-Afghan Friendship Treaty. So the Afghan border um, borders the Russian and was always, and also considered um, important. So it's national security and a gateway to Asia. So I'm guessing like Russia had to go through Afghanistan borders to get to Asia, which... I think that's a little more complicated than what it need be, but back then routes were different. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the war starting and everything like that, so you're probably wondering, well, how does that have to do anything with U.S.? So in 1980, um, President Carter initiated a program to arm the. Now forgive me if I say this wrong. The, Mujahideen. Um, through the Pakistan Intelligence Service between Saudi Arabia Arabia and the U.S. So basically what they're saying is that between Saudi Arabia and the U.S., we were sending money and weapons through Pakistan, but it ended up becoming where that led to a fraud. Oh, okay. So the money and the weapons weren't actually being where it was supposed to be destined to go. Um, they, I really couldn't find any like further information on where did they go, how did it become a fraud, like what was the initial re- you know information. Mm-hmm. So I had to let go of that research. Um, in 1981, U.S. sends the first of two packages of economic assistance and military cells to support the Pakistan's role in the war. So President Reagan at this time increased the support. It was named Operation Cyclone. Mm-hmm. It became the largest COVID operation ever, and total cost for the U.S. taxpayers was $3 billion. That's a lot, being honest. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, so then in 1987, like I said, I'm going to try to speed through everything. Um, in 1987, U.S. provides shoulder launchers um, missiles. They were called the Stingers um, to the... Mujahideen? Hayden? Um, Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. I don't really know these terms like that. Yeah. Um, well, this actually helped them shoot down the Soviet planes and helicopters. So it made the whole war turn around because at first the Soviets were winning, like, nonstop. They were mm-hmm. winning everything. They were able to bomb everything because they had the planes. They were able to have all these things to win this war. Yes. So with this missile launcher, missile launchers, they were able to go and start shooting down the planes, shooting down the helicopters, going distance um, to be able to go and win this battle. So in 1988, the Soviet soldiers started withdrawing because they determined, you know what, we're not going to win. We're going to keep fighting you, but we're not going to win because mm-hmm. you're going to kill us 
more and more and we're yes. not doing this. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. So between April 9th and April fifteenth, um, there was an election being held and a correlation government is was formed with the incumbent leader Mohammed Muji. Okay, sorry about that. My dogs decided they wanted to make their own little war over there. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, this leader, Mohammed Nujibullah, um, was at the head of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so on August 11th, 1988, Al-Qaeda is formed by Osama bin Laden. And it was based in Palestine. Um, so bin Laden had a major financer. For of the, well, he had been a major financer of the Mujahideen. Mm -hmm. Hidi? Ah, sorry. Hiding? Hiding? <laughs> Something like that. Um, spending his own money and using his own connections, he also trained foreign Muslim volunteers who wished to fight. Mm. You know? Yes. So then in 1989, on February 15th, the last Soviet soldiers crossed back across the border. Um, and then in November 9th of that same year, the Berlin Walls falls and thus begins the end of the Soviet Union. Mm. Um, so that's why if you ever see like a lot of those videos of the Soviet Union, you see the walls falling down. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's also why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in 1990, the assassination of Mir Khan was at the New York Marriott East Side. So this was one of the first Isla Islamist terrorist attack in the United States soil. Mm -hmm. um, then back, then further up um, in 1991, Bin Laden moves to Sudan and he begins to expand Al-Qaeda using legitimate business as a front um, mm -hmm. organization. So he has this like, okay, you know, that cover-up story where it's a legit business Everything seems to be good, but behind the story, there is his actual intentions, you know. Um, so then in 1992, Bilana begins to target U.S. military forces in the Arabian Peninsula and in the Horn of Africa. Um, so Al-Qaeda attacks the U.S. military forces for the first time in Yemen Hotel bombing and and in um Aden. Um so then 1993 February 26 um a young I don't want to call him a young man because that makes him seem proper and educated. He might have been educated, but what he did was a very disgusting act in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um his name was Ramsey Yusuf. 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 Whatever. Mm -hmm. He carries <laughs> out the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. Now, this was at the, in the basement part of the World Trade Center, so nothing really happened. Like, there oh, was okay. a minor bomb, you know, not really... It was nothing really big. So, people really didn't get as severe as later on. Gotcha. Um, so then in October 3rd to October 4th, 1983, 18 American servicemen were killed by Al-Qaeda trained forces in the Battle of Magadishu. Magadishu? Magadishu, yeah. Magadishu. We're going with that. Yeah, we're going with it. So then in 1994, December 24th, armed Islamic group of Algeria militants attended to attended to crash Air Force flight eighty nine sixty nine into the Eiffel Tower. Now that no sure Air France Air not Air Force. <laughs> the only reason I said that because you want people thinking that it was Air Force One. The no no no, yeah. no 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 no. Okay. It was Air France flight um eighty nine sixty nine. Okay. Um, but this wasn't, like, really successful either. Um, so thank God. Yes. So then in 1995, 
um, Ramzi Yusuf is arrested in Pakistan and is discovered to have financial links to bin Laden. The U.S. intelligence link al-Qaeda to an unsuccessful assassination attempt against Egyptian President Hosni Hubarak in Ethiopia. Um, and then in 1996, now this is going to be a long year, just to let you guys oh, know. Yeah. Um, in 1986, after Bin Laden um, makes some statements regarding the United States and Saddam, um, Saudi Arabia, um, CIA agent Michael Shore creates a CIA unit called the Bin Laden Issue Station to gather intelligence on Bin Laden. Mm-hmm. And if I'm right, during this time, um, Bill Clinton was also saying that you know, Bilan is going to be, like, the worst for us. He was going to have some attacks against the United States. Yeah, I believe you told me he said he was going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so then, in May, Bilan... Mo- um, okay, so in May, most of Afghanistan and the Al-Qaeda committed... Um, the Kobar tower bombing targeting American servicemen in Saudi Arabia, Arabia and participated in the Operation Southern Watch. Um, mm-hmm. Bin Laden issues a fatwa, um, which is basically he published in the Arabic language newspaper um, saying that he's declaring war on the United States. Oh, okay. And he did that in London. So the FBI and the U.S. Attorney for Southern District of New York opened a criminal file on him under the charge of seditious conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. The Taliban is... Um, so the and then the Taliban is a radical Islamic movement rises to power by conquering Kabul and declaring the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Mm. So there was a lot of things going on in wow. this year. Yeah. Um, so then we're gonna move forward to 1998. In February of 1998, Bin Laden expands religious edict against uh, the U.S. and allies by issuing a second fatwa on Muslims to join a jihad um, against Jews and Christians until the United States and Israel evacuate the Middle East and reiterates the themes in a televised interview with ABC News. So he's basically requesting, you know, I'm going to keep on declaring war on you guys yeah. until you guys get out of the Middle East. Yeah. Um, so, I, which I'm still like, wait, we helped you guys in after, you know, the Soviet and Afghan war mm-hmm. by providing the missiles. So you end up basically winning that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave you financial support, mm-hmm. military support. Yeah. We provided you with you know, um, weapons and everything like that. And for some odd reason, you have this thing where it's like, no, they must go kind of attitude, yeah. which is like, dude, wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Rewind. What mm-hmm. is going on? Yeah. You know? But that that's, you know, that's here nor there. Yeah. Some people are just oddballs. Yeah. Um, so... 9-11 hijacker Muhammad Atta and associates are monitoring some of some some of the issues by the U.S. and Ger- Ger- Germany in their Hamburg apartment. In June 1998, the U.S. grand jury delivers a sealed indictment of Biladin for conspiracy to attack defense utilities of the United States. Mm. Then in August, the U.S. embassy bombings in Kenya and Tanzania. Tanzania are carried out 
by Al-Qaeda. Then a day later, um, in Marzah i Shafif, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, and Al-Qaeda's um, 055 Brigade, Brigade um, massacred between 4,000 to 8,000 people, including 11 Iran diplomats. Iran threatens to intervene but relented after mediation by the United Nations. Operation Infinity reached um, U.S. cruise missile strikes on... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, on Al-Qaeda training camp in class... Afghanistan and retaliation of Al-Qaeda, the U.S. Embassy bombing two weeks earlier. So basically, Al-Qaeda bombs the U.S. Um, embassy, mm -hmm. and then two weeks after, you know, this whole scenario, they decide to go ahead and bomb again, and it's just like, dude, what is going on? You know? Yeah. Um, so then the embassy bombing and suspects, su and suspect claims extensive network of Al-Qaeda sleepers agents in planning big attack inside the U.S. Mm. So, <clears throat> that was a lot going on in 1998. Yeah. Dang. And all I was worried about was, did my uniform look right? Am I playing hard enough? Did I get all my homework done? And yeah. what was the new song by Backstreet Boys? Yeah. And yet he was just like, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go after that. I'm going to do this, 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 and take this, this, this out. Oh. Yeah. The, the, the he humanity. did a lot of planning, plotting. Mm -hmm. And even though it failed, it's like what they say, uh, I want to get the saying right. I may have lost the battle, but I'm going to win the war. He that was his that. mindset. Yeah, that was his mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's like this other saying that I think he probably also was, in his language, probably like saying in his head was, if at first you don't succeed, try, 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 try again. Yeah. Um, in, in my case, let's not. You 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 didn't Good. succeed first. Leave it alone. Yeah. Go. Go find another hobby, you know? Learn how to crochet. <laughs> Learn how to make mud pies. You know, do something. Other than that, you know. But in 1999, Al-Qaeda Al is designated as a foreign terrorist organization by the U U.S. Department. The United Nations Security Council passes a resolution to many that the Taliban extradite bin Bin Laden. Mm -hmm. Suicide pilot crashes um, into Egypt Air Flight 990 in the, and it landed straight into the ocean. Well, it didn't land. It crashed straight into right. the ocean mm -hmm. um, on October 31st, 1999. That is just crazy. Yeah. Right on Halloween. So it's like, you you kind of want to tell yourself like okay is the news joking or is that really happened yeah. and then to find out yeah that really freaking happened mm -hmm. you're like what the French yes um so then um in two thousand millennial attack plots for bombing in Jordan and Los Angeles International Airport are discovered. And prevented Indian Airlines flight 814 hijacked. One passenger um, eventually ended up dying while the others are released. Hmm. So, yeah, that was a not so awesome start. Like, they found all the information and they were able to kind of like help stop the, the hijacking from seceding and what they wanted to do. Um, the only sad part was that one person did die right. from it. Um, so then on October 12, 2000, the USS Cole, Cole. Cole um, is bombed in Yemen by the Al-Qaeda. And it wasn't like it was just, a, you know, a bomb on the top and boom, that's it. You know, we could, we could patch that up. It was actually bombed 
directly at water level, which was in the cafeteria. And there was a couple people there. Um, I think, I don't remember exact number of how many got injured, but there were some that got injured, and it was where they had to, like, fix it real quick, which, thank God, this was a Navy ship, which they didn't have the equipment to be able to fix their mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. It is. It's like, why? Like, what was the purpose? Yeah. So then on, on September 9th, 2001, and now as you can tell, we're getting very close. We're close now. Yes. To, the, to our timeline. Yeah. Um, Al-Qaeda assassinates Ahmed Shah, Shah's Mossad. He's the commander of the Northern Alliance in the Afghan Civil War, and the thing is, they don't real they U.S. doesn't find out that he was mur- he was assassinated until I think um until the fourteenth of September. Oh wow! Um, and once they killed him, Bin Laden was able to do basically whatever he want because this guy was basically like, you know, someone who. You, he would go and he had alliance with the U.S. Ah, uh, gotcha. So if the U.S. was to come to him and say, hey, we want this person, he would go ahead and say, okay, let me send my military to go and help with that. So you from, know? from what I'm seeing, and I'm not giving, I'm not giving my, what I think about this whole thing, but he's, move, he's, he's moving like a chess, a, a master in chess. Mm-hmm. Taking out pieces that he needs to get to the eventual goal, which is like, damn, he's brilliant, but I hate him, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He has a very brilliant mind. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of people tend to forget is that people from these, um, from like the Middle East, from those areas are very intelligent, mm. but it's just sad that some of them take it to a negative effect. And it's sad, even when our guys in the U.S. become, you know, who are so smart, they decide to start doing bombings or they decide to start doing, you know, serial killing. And you're just like, dude, you could have been something like, wow, you know, had all this positive, you know, um, attention to you. Why go for the negative? It's either going to get you killed or in jail. And it's, and it's kind of weird, you know, we, we discuss a lot about serial killers and all that. Mm-hmm. And we always comment how brilliant they are and what they, how they did it, as evil as it was. But they were, none of them were dummies. You know, like, you can't be a dummy to plot and do everything you had to do to kill as many people as you did. So, yeah. And to me, this is just as much of a serial killing as any other. I think it's even bigger than most of the ones we've discussed so far. If if he was to be put into um, about serial killing, he he would be a massive serial killer yeah. because he does things with the intent to kill a massive amount of people. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't think he flies into the spree killer because he doesn't just kill and then that's it for him. No, no. He he little by little starts taking the lives of people, yeah. um, and he even manipulates people sure. to thinking that his what he's saying is the right course um which it's it shows how how he is and i gotta say i mean brainwashing has to be part of his yeah method yeah part of his tools and his tool chest because you don't have that many people at least i wouldn't do it but i and i know a lot of people that wouldn't that were here, give give a here's your here's your vest. Mm-hmm. Go on this plane, you know, get to New York, and then however many weeks later, go on this other plane, and then press the button. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to be, either they're very devoted, or they've been brainwashed. One or the other, yeah. in my opinion. Well, what I've also um so on the documentary on Netflix, um, and I think it might be just for the short amount of period of time that were into the September month. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say how a lot of the ones who were the hijackers for the planes, um, a lot of them came in like two years prior oh, to the yeah. event. 
Yeah. A lot of them were living in Los Angeles or they were living in like Virginia and then they slowly started moving towards their destination area. Mm -hmm. Um like there was some that who were living in um New Jersey but they they were scheduled for the Boston bombing. Right. Then when it was closer to that date they moved to Boston. Right. Um so that way it kind of had that it had looked like, you know, okay, I'm not comfortable in this area. Let me move to this area. Yeah. Um and it didn't look so what? Um and then it was it was just like there's so much detail and they go into so much detail um that if I was ever to try to like reenact and redo everything that they said, um I think it would take about like four to five podcasts of hours. Yeah. To get every uh, all the details that they said. And at least an hour plus on each podcast. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. because there's a lot of details. There's a lot of emotional like the um I definitely would say the first two episodes you would need a box of tissues next to you mm -hmm. because it's very emotional. Um for me that first episode it took me I had to watch ten minutes and then pause. And take a break from it mm -hmm. because it was bringing back emotions. It was seeing things, hearing things. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. I would have to stop. And then, you know, a couple hours later, I'll come back, watch 10 to 15 more minutes of it. And then pause. And then it, it took me a while to get through the first episode. Um, the second episode, I was able to like, um, I was, I had to actually wash the dishes while listening to it. And watching it so that way I wasn't so focused gotcha. on it because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have to go through the same emotional feeling. Yeah. Um, and the last thing you ever want is for your kids to be like, why are you crying? And then yeah. have to explain that detail, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now we're going to go into the the day of September 11th and like I said if you want to grab your tissues I would definitely do so um, this may have some effect on you if you don't want to hear the details of it um, that's fine I appreciate you listening so far you oh, yes. can always come back to our uh, podcast next week um, like yeah. I said it is solely up to you don't do anything that's gonna make you um, have mental strain or feel any PTSD all right yes so on September 11th at 7:59 American Airlines flight 11 takes off from Boston Logan International Airport bound to Los Angeles Angeles International Airport um so then in at 8:14 a.m. flight 11 is hijacked um, United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston Logan International Airport, also bound for Los Angeles International Airport as well. Um, and then in, at 8.20, American Airlines Flight 77 takes off from Washington Dulles International Airport, also bound for Los Angeles. Wow. Um, at 8.42, United Airlines Flight 93 takes off from Newark Airport, bound for San Francisco International Airport. So all these airplanes are destined to go to wow. California. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so between 842 and 846, flight 175 is hijacked. Um, at 8.46, flight 11 <clears throat> crashes into North Tower, the North Tower of the World Trade Center between the, the 93rd and the 99th floor. So that's, a, that's six floors. Six floors, yeah. You know? Um, at 8.50 to 8.54, flight 77 is hijacked. Um, and then at 9.03 a.m., Flight 175 crashes into the South Tower of the World Trade Center between the 77th and the 85th floor. So that's a big chunk. Um, yeah. Then at 828, I mean at 928, 
3 is hijacked. At 9.37 a.m., Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. Um, and there's, like, a lot of people that said who, who are in the external part of the Pentagon, they had a quicker chance to be able to get out. And a lot of people, you know, like, a lot of us will say, oh, why is the Pentagon shaped like that? You yeah. know, granted, yes, Pentagon, shaped like a Pentagon, cool. Right. But why does it have that opening in the middle? You know, why is it designed like that? And if you look at it now, it served a purpose because mm -hmm. it was less of an impact and more time for people to get out. Yeah. Um, so then at 9.59, the South Tower collapses. Now remember, it, a bunch of the steps, I mean, a bunch of floors was crashed into, um, was missing. So, if you pay attention, um, and they do show this in the video, the South Tower, um, when it collapses, it comes outwards. Um, and then at 10.03 a.m., Flight 93 crashes into a field of Shanksville, Pennsylvania, in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which this is the only plane that um, everybody, all the passengers knew were not going to make it. And then there was like three to four guys who um, decided to band up and say, you know what, we're not doing this. We found, They kind of like found out, oh, the thing with the tower and everything like that and the Pentagon. And they were basically destined to say, nope, we're not doing this. Um, so I think it was originally supposed to crash into the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Um but instead, they took over, and everybody called their families and said their goodbyes, and they crashed into that field, um, and unfortunately, they lost their life. But they were heroes. They were sheroes, um, as a lot of people would say. Mm -hmm. You know, they took the courage to say, you know what, no, not an hour watch. Mm -hmm. So my heart goes out to them um, and to everybody who were heroes that day who went and did what they had to do. Um, and then finally, at 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapsed, but this one, it collapsed inwards. Um, so the North Tower held on pretty strong. You know, she didn't have a lot of floors that was, um, that got, you know, it was only six flights that the airplane took. So people had more time to be able to get and evacuate Unfortunately, that doesn't mean everybody got out, you know, because you couldn't use the elevators, you couldn't use any of the, any possible way that would normally get you out quicker. Yeah. Um, it became to a point where you could see people dropping out of the building um, because they were stuck at the top and there was no way to get out. Um, and I saw, um, because they do show a one part where a couple of people were dropping, and it looked like they, I guess in their mind, they thought, well, if I land on the, you know how like a lot of um, restaurants, they have that, that shade thing? Yeah. And I guess if you see a lot of movies, you think, okay, maybe I could, I could, I could land on that, bounce off of it, and you know, yes, maybe I'll have an injured leg or whatnot. And I can be safe from this catastrophe. Unfortunately, when you're jumping from, you know, 110th floor, mm -hmm. you're going, one, at high speeds. Two, by the time you land, if your heart didn't give out already... Oh, it would have. You know, you're... It definitely would have. You're going faster than a car, being honest. Yeah. You know? Um, and all that air filling your lungs, too. That's the problem. Yeah. Because you're so high up. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is that they they will land not on it. They would just go straight through it. And that, I think that was like where it was, I I had to pause it. I was like, no, I can't. You know, I, I can look at crime scene stuff. I can look at some really gruesome stuff. But in human nature, seeing somebody feel that... I'd rather jump and have the chance of, you know, 90 out of 10 dying than being burnt alive. 
I understand that because you want to be, you you feel in your head, I'll be whole, and my my loved ones could be able to do the funeral and whatnot. But it tends to take a toll on any human being, where it's like, why did this have to happen? You know, this this was this was unnecessary. People didn't have to die because somebody had nothing better to do. You know. Um. So after that, um, after they started, you know, doing cleanups and everything like that, um, we end up having a, a light ceremony, a tribute light ceremony. Mm-hmm. In I say we, but I say it as New York as a whole. You know, they had the light tribute ceremony for the towers, um, and that lasted for a while. Then they did the cleanup where they actually took a free landfill that had nothing on it yet, um, and they put the items there. Um, still to this day, there's about like 150 people who have, who are still missing um, or have not been identified yet. Wow. So either their body hasn't been found or they're... They they don't have the DNA to know who they are yet. Well, yeah. You know, and it's sad, but it's it's part of what happened this day, and it's it's not. It's a day we look at and we're like, okay, you know what? We are United States strong. Yeah. We are stronger than what people presume we are, and we can always come on top. I feel like every time there's an action happening with us, that's when we do bound together and we, we stop our our little stuff and we come together. And honestly, we should be like that no matter what happens. But unfortunately, sometimes it takes a hard blow mm-hmm. to wake a nation up. You know, and that day, it woke us up. It shook us up. Sure, yeah. You know, it told us, stop... Stop taking information and not looking at it with a clear view, you know. Um, we did eventually, and like I said, when I say we, it's not just, it's not us. It's, you know, United States military. Greatly, they served their country. They went out to Afghanistan, fought a war. A lot of them lost their lives, um, lost limbs, came back with severe PTSD, um, and we finally did get to go ahead and kill um, a lot of the ones who, you know, conspired to this mm-hmm. and was associated to this. Um, Biladin was one of those people, which mm-hmm. he was hi- hiding in a cave. Um, so, like, a lot of people, when we found out that he was killed, we rejoiced. We was like, thank God, you know, end of it. But then ISIS came along, and that just became where it's, okay... Now we have Al-Qaeda, now we have Taliban, now we have ISIS. And it was just one thing after another. And still to this day, as you can all tell by the news, we're still fighting a lot of this stuff. Um, so even though um, the original purpose of the war was is over, um, we still have families in Afghanistan battling um, just to make sure things are, you know, okay Little by little, they're starting to retrieve and bring back our military force back home. Um, but until then, we would we can only say, you know, let's hope for the best. Let's let's be strong and let's, um, yeah. What's your opinion? Okay. Um, we know that this happened in New York. Mm-hmm. And when you now, um, now when you look back at it, yeah, it shook us, like you said, that's 100% correct. But it didn't want to shake, shook the United States. Um, since that day, as many people know that are living it, try to get on the airport and see how easy that is. Um, try to get on the airplane and see how easy that is, I should say. Um, it, it, everybody's um, defenses are up. England, Russia, wherever you go, 
Um, so not only did it shake us, it's, it shook the world. Um, we, year, not years, but months later, we, heard, we, we seen pictures from England and Europe and other places around the world um, holding up signs, holding up our flags, you know, kind of like being in the moment with us. Um, so that's one thing. So it, it didn't, you know, I mean, definitely shook us. We, it was it was United States. Um, but the way the world responded to it was awesome, in my opinion. Um, secondly, the people, the, the four or five men that had that plane land, well, crash in that field, I consider heroes. Um, because it was going for the capital. It was, it was going to, it wanted to destroy a lot more than what it it didn't get to destroy at all. Mm -hmm. um, aside from that, everyone who died that day are heroes. I gotta, I gotta make sure I say that because, oh, what they did, they just died. I know some people have that opinion, but um, they weren't meant to die. In my, you know, if this didn't happen, they would not have died. Um, but yeah, I mean, twenty years later. We, we, we still say we will never forget. Um, and I personally, as well as I can, I think I can honestly say for Sam, me as well, yeah. we will never forget that day. Um, everybody, every year, we all come to the, the, the question of where were you on 9-11? And, uh, you know, I I also consider the, all those, the firemen, the ambulance, the firefighters, all those people that came in to the, the scene afterwards and all the problems that they ended up with. You know, mm -hmm. lung problems. I forget what it's called. I don't think it's um, um, asbestos, but some type of... Not Lyme. Um, oh my God, I forgot the name. But they had health problems. A lot of people yeah. died from that, from just inhaling the fumes of that. Yeah. So, um, it's an emotional, it's an emotional day for all of us, um, and it's something that we should always remember. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's done, it's over," and you know, leave it alone. I understand those people too because they don't want to, you know, like they want to relive it. And every year, if you look at the news, you hear like um, yesterday, I had to walk away because they were talking to the kids of 9/11. I'm like, "No, I'm done. Sorry, I can't." You know, that made me emotional. Um, so, but, uh, 20 years later and as she, as Sammy asked me, where were you? I can remember as if it was yesterday. It's, you know. It's something that made an impact in, yeah, all, always. in everybody's yeah. life. Yeah. You know, everybody knows exactly where they were yes. when they heard it. Yeah. Or when they saw it. Um, there was people who were filming what was going on and then when the... The first when South Tower collapsed, it was as one of the guys um, explained. It was like watching a gray, a grayish white, which I'm like okay, um, blob with the mouth open, mm -hmm. consuming people. Yeah. Um, now this, the cloud of dust wasn't just paper and dust particles. Yeah. It had glass in it. Yeah. So there were people who were getting knocked out because of the first, the intense wind value. Um, was just like, wow. Um, then also, if there was debris involved and you got hit with it, you got hit hard. Yeah. A lot of people were hiding in the stores. A lot of people were hiding behind vehicles, behind buildings, trying to avoid it. Um, and... Also in the video, you'll see like where people are like, they're starting to see that the smoke is heading their way. And you'll see like a lot of the cops, the um, secrets, uh, um, detectives, mm -hmm. everybody, everybody was out there. Um, and they're just like telling everybody, no, just run. And then um, one lady, um, she was interviewed and she said when her and her, her other work colleagues got, got out, they would look. They saw a, a cop, and they said, like, "Where do we run to?" And he says, 
just run. Yeah, it don't really matter. Yeah. And she's like, well, where do we run? He's like, you're going to run until you cannot run no more. Right. Which was basically, you're going to run until you can get clearly away from the area and be safe. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's... Today's day, it's... It's emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're doing something to, today, and there's going to be a moment... Where you have that quietness, mm-hmm. and you're gonna—it's gonna come into your head. Yeah. I personally say, think about it. Use it as a as a coping mechanism. Yeah. To think about how grateful you should be to be alive, to breathe, you know, to to just be human and just be here in the moment. Um, and never to go and, you know, say, your life doesn't matter. Because apparently it does. If not, there wouldn't have been people fighting for you. There wouldn't have been people making sure us as the United States, as a whole nation, is secure. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big proponent of saying thank you to the police, the fire department, the ambulance. All those, um, what we consider now, or what always has been, but what actually ha- was named the essential workers, mm-hmm. military people, thank them. Um, yeah. Because if it wasn't for them, who knows how bad this would have gotten. And we probably would have been all dead right now. Yeah. You know, like, the probably, the world probably would not have existed if it wasn't for those special people that and heroes that do their job every day and run into fires and run into shootings and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. So, um, last th- thing for me, I will never forget. And uh, 9-11 will live on forever because we, we can't forget it, no, no matter what happens. So, well, that is all for today. See you guys next week on Murder's Intentions. Um, if you want to support us, um, go ahead and listen to our podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and so forth. Um, also, um, if you have any questions or want to communicate with us or give us your recommendation for a case, email us at murderousintention21 at gmail.com. Um, am I missing anything? Don't forget, um, Instagram, Twitter, we, um... Murderous Intentions there. Um, Twitter's a little different. Am I... Am I True Crime Podcast. Yes. So, um, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. Let us know what you think. Any new, any cases that you think um, we should do, we would love to hear from you. All right, guys. Good night and farewell. Stay safe. <laughs>